Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Latch Mama Podcast. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, the Latch Mama Podcast is a podcast for the mothers in the trenches of motherhood. Coming to you today from a rainy Richmond, Virginia. And today we are going to talk about all of the things we wish we knew before we became mothers. Before we became mothers. You're listening to the Latch Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Wirt, busy mom of six and owner of LatchMama.com. Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, breastfeeding, postpartum, and all things motherhood. Um, we have a bunch of call-ins, too, to go over, which is so much fun. We love those. Um, and you know what? I don't think we're going to talk about what we think. I think we're just going to start with a call and then just allow it to lead us. Well, inevitably, we chat in the middle. Inevitably. Normally. Inevitably, we cannot After not each chat call with one in. another. Yes. Okay, Kennedy. Hit it. Hi there. Um, so I saw the Instagram post, and you probably hear my baby in the background. So <laughs> I saw the Instagram post about what I wish people had shared with me before about becoming a mom. And this is just something I share all the time to new moms and my friends who um, are even just thinking about getting pregnant soon. I just let them know that if the romance, and the love for your baby do not come right away, you are not a bad mom. That does not mean that you're failing. It does not mean that you are lacking in some way. Sometimes the love and the good feelings just take a while after you are literally just trying to recuperate and heal. Um, it took a while for me to bond with my first child, and I felt like a failure. Um, so after learning that and bonding with him after a few weeks, I just wanted to encourage new moms out there um, not to feel that way either. So that is my advice. Thanks for this opportunity. Bye. Uh, I love this one. Like, yeah. and I couldn't, like, I feel like we say it all of the time on this podcast and hearing mm-hmm. it from somebody else just fills my heart. Not yeah. because she went through that, but because it is such an important lesson. We right. romanticize the days after birth in the United States, the Pampers ads, like just this beautiful thing of pick the coming home outfit and Mm -hmm. everything's going to be great. And the grandmas are going to come visit and it's wonderful. And the quiet, calm snuggles and that kind of time. And especially if you're a repeat parent, number two or three or four. Yeah. It's complete chaos. And I think we do such a bad job in terms of showing up for each other in some ways like on Instagram because we just put the little coos on there or like those wonderful moments where the baby looks mm-hmm. cute all swaddled up um, and I think that there's a complete other side there's the reality of I mean such a large percentage of women in the United States don't have the birth that they expect to have um, you know, there's, there's trauma involved. Sometimes there's literally like, even if there's not trauma, there's just disappointment. Mm-hmm. Something doesn't go the way they want it to go. We don't prepare women. I still talk all the time about our, there was a competitor of ours, put a social post up one day that just basically said you will bleed after having a child. And it got an enormous amount of reach. Like, like people didn't even know Mm-hmm. Like what happens to their body after childbirth because we focus so much on those like magical, beautiful moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. And I was, I also think like a personality can play, come mm-hmm. into play regarding that. Um, maybe so, maybe not, but just thinking of myself as far as postpartum, you have this baby and I'm like, I just, okay, what, what, what are these steps that I need mm-hmm. to, do yeah. to take care and a bit of that anxiety and worry and 
I do sometimes often think if I had a whole lot more laid back personality, would I have been different yeah. or, you know, but that's who I was. And I kind of went to that like survival. Mm-hmm. I am now responsible. Um, you know, it was hard to take some deep breaths and just kind of relax into the moment. I remember after having my first and he was born um, in the back of the car and it was pretty much the first time in my adult life that something was not able to be planned. You know, mm-hmm. like every moment up mm-hmm. until then, I feel like, right. I mean, life throws you curveballs, but you know, you just, you just move on. All you have to do is worry about yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> this curveball of the kid being born in the back of the car and then somehow going home with him. We still have yeah. a video of me walking in the door, like literally an hour after he he was born in the back of the car. We walked back because he was supposed to be born at a birth center. So they only keep you for a certain amount of time. Yeah. So we were home by like, oh, I don't wow. know, like two hours later. And I'm so crawling it just felt in- like a blink of an oh, eye. Absolutely. I was crawling into bed with this new human being that I was supposed to apparently, like she said, love and just be obsessed with. It took me such a long time to kind of put the pieces back together. And like there were so many moments where I did feel such connection and love for him mm-hmm. but for that for that entire first year was hard he was screaming it was so hard to figure out where I went yeah. and like my new kind of persona and mm-hmm. what it all meant and where my worth was yeah. um so yeah so if it's not magical in the first if not every moment is magical in those days and weeks mm-hmm. even months I would even give it a year post having that new baby mm-hmm. it's not just you Um, but they do start smiling and they do start kind of incorporating themselves back into your life and Mm -hmm. you figure out who you are again. And for most women, it does get better. Yeah. I think for me, when I can think back on maybe some specific little moments Mm -hmm. that I really can remember because you're not just straight postpartum and just like, you're trying to navigate breastfeeding and are they okay? And are these diapers the, the right amount, you know, and all those things that you're just kind of consumed with. And, as a couple months go by and you're feeling a bit more comfortable in whatever avenue that you're feeding your baby. But then they, I did find those a couple quiet, calm moments, whether yeah. I was rocking a baby to sleep or in a carrier or on a walk or something like that, where my mind was a little bit clearer. But mm-hmm. it took it took yeah. time. And just some of the biology stuff, too, if you're in that stage where you are struggling a little bit. Um, you know, skin to skin is great. It's going to increase that oxytocin, um, which is that love hormone that will help, um, you know, connect you a little bit more Mm -hmm. with baby and don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, the baby blues last, you know, those first seven to 10 days. But if you're still struggling post that, do not be afraid. There is no shame, um, in finding someone to talk to communicating with your partner as well. Um, and asking for help. Yep. So next one, Kennedy. So I just see your post on the Lots Mama podcast page. So the number one advice I wish I would have received, and I'm a first-time mom, um, would be to stop trying to fit baby or your child into your quote-unquote mold of what you want them to do. Like, you know, you want them to sleep through the night. You want them to crawl or walk at a certain point. You want them to eat solids at a certain time frame. Like, they're never going to do it when you want them to, and I've learned to just kind of let that go. Baby runs the show. That would be the biggest piece of advice I wish someone would have told me. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Love listening to your podcast. Bye. Oh, my God. I love these. Can we do call-ins every week, please? Guys, my heart. Um, It's like you guys giving us back the connection we give you every week. It just makes me so happy. Um, 
Yes, hands down, absolutely. <clears throat> it took me multiple kids to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the idea that there's not a single, like there would have to be a book written for every kid that was ever born mm-hmm. in terms of milestones and who they are and what they need. Every single one yeah. of them is different. Yeah. Every single one. I mean, Nathan was screaming his whole entire first year. Alex came out of the womb, like tore the crap out of me. Biggest head ever. Like those are the things I remember. Like Nathan (laughs) slid out in the back of the car, like a freaking greased watermelon. Alex came out, tore the crap out of me and smiled from the moment he was came out. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's kind of an obnoxious nine year old, like in every beautiful way sense right now. But like, like Nathan goes to a reading tutor. Alex mm-hmm. goes to a speech therapist. I mean, mm-hmm. still at nine years old. So it's just so interesting. Yeah. Because they don't fit molds. No, they don't. And I, I do. I think that's probably mm-hmm. at the top of my list, if not the first one in that deciding to have a child, having a baby, it's going to flip your world upside down in that just be be prepared to kind of stop if you're if you're going out weeknights for dinner all mm-hmm. the time and you know kind of that life and life is on your term and on your schedule um it's hard to continue that now mm-hmm. i i do know a couple people that i still i guess i'm friends with on facebook and um they're kind of out they love to hike like outdoors and so baby just it just went in a carrier in a backpack and like all I see are pictures of hiking and what and the baby just like went right on in the lifestyle but um I think for the majority of people it's going to flip you and I think that's hard I think any change is hard but really to try to make that mental note mm-hmm. that hey everything's going to kind of slow down. Let's yep. see what kind, you know, what, what's the personality what, like? What kind? What of are we allowed to do get? that? Are they going to mm-hmm. scream every day, all day, and I get to hang out at home? Yeah. Or are they really chill and maybe I can yeah. continue to do some of these things, but really just being prepared that it is a complete change. Yeah, I remember my midwife used to tell people, um, you know, it like they would ask her, like, when do you think, you know, I'll be able to get back to the gym? Or when do you think I'll be able to leave the baby with, mm-hmm. you know, dad? And her answer is it depends on what kind of baby you get. Yeah. I mean, after catching thousands of babies in her life, because they all come out with different temperaments. They yeah. all come out either. They love to sleep. They don't like to mm-hmm. sleep. They like to eat solids and eh, they're a picky birdie eater. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, I had some that love to breastfeed and I had some that could care less and wanted a bottle. Like it's fascinating. And it may not just be baby too. Mm-hmm. You may feel like a, you, you probably will. That's another yeah. a completely different human. Yep. And you, and going from being super social and outgoing and you may just want quiet. Yep. You may just want some time at home or wherever you would like mm-hmm. to be. And that's okay yeah. too. So go into it with expectations, read the books if you want to, Um, (laughs) but then realize that I truly think that kids are put onto this world to make us maybe slow down a little bit and enjoy the beauty of difference and the beauty of just uniqueness and authenticity and just Mm -hmm. literally embracing what is in front of you every day because they will keep you on your toes. Cool. Next one. Hi there. Um, I just saw your post on Instagram and figured I would weigh in on the what do you wish people had shared with you about becoming a mom. The one thing I really, really wish, it's not a a breastfeeding hack, it's not a diaper hack, it's not a this is how you actually use the baby product, it's I wish someone had been able to convey to me just how 
helpless you're going to feel, no matter how many books you read, no matter how many articles or podcasts or any kind of media that you intake, there is never going to be a book or an article or a little hack that is going to make you feel like you know what you're doing at any point. I think we all grow up with this image of our parents or other people's parents, and we just think, wow, they just know what they're doing. And the secret is no one knows what they're doing. Even myself, like, I research all the time to make sure, like, I'm staying up to date on safety protocols and safe breastfeeding storage and update guidelines on things. And at no point do I actually feel like I know like definitively what I am doing. And I feel like that is a universal feeling of helplessness that most parents have. And it's not talked about as much. Like you'll see videos about postpartum depression, you'll see videos about perinatal anxiety, but you don't really see the, hey, sometimes I just feel like I don't know anything. I just feel stupid. I just feel like I don't know what I'm doing. And that feeling of helplessness and not knowing what you're doing, what's going on. I think that's a feeling that no one accurately conveys when you when you announce that you're pregnant, when you announce you're having a baby. No one really, really talks about that. You know, it's crazy. Hold yeah. on. I feel like what we tend to do as women and someone's pregnant uh-huh. you're like, oh, and then you just kind of want to share and you come uh-huh. across like you know what you're doing. Yeah. But how many kids do you have? Six. Do you know what you're doing? No, I have no, no. idea what I'm doing. I have doing. six and I don't either. No so idea. maybe that's the next time someone tells you they're pregnant I'll be yeah. like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, like, no idea. No idea. No idea. I got no nothing idea. for you other than literally exactly what she just said. Mm-hmm. Get used to being comfortable being yeah. uncomfortable. Because especially if you're the type of person that wants to know answers to things, Mm -hmm. there will be so many things from the moment you see two lines on a pregnancy test until I'm going to assume they go off to college, get married. I don't think it probably ever stops. You're not going to know the right answer. You're not going to have any idea what to do. And I have quite a love-hate relationship with all the information. Mm -hmm. Like, this is going to sound completely nuts. Remember the other day, I was like, oh, the cows, how are they doing? They're pregnant. Two cows, by the way. Uh Like, well, do you know? Like, when they're like... No, I have no idea. I'm like, do they get checkups? No, I have no idea. Uh-huh. Maybe in the summer? Yeah. I don't know. And uh-huh. I'm like, how nice would it be just to be a cow and roam your field and eat your food and do this and that? Like, there's just no stress. There's no, like, information yeah. overload. Because then the information, then you feel like, oh, this is exactly what's going to happen. And all I have to do is this one sentence and it'll magically fix my breastfeeding issues. And, like, that's not, it's not, right. not going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Now, for all of you out there who are worried about said cows, I mean, they might get checked again. We're keeping an eye on them. They're but fine. But it's just so but natural. They're like, they're and like, like pet cows, and I'm not going to intervene with them. And hopefully, they'll all just wake up one day, and there'll be a beautiful baby out there. But it just made I, me think. Yeah, like, and I, how and I, from from an assisting their standpoint, just like we have doctors and midwives, yeah. I will learn how to glove up there and pull and yeah. pull a cow, and my vet. It's on call. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> but I agree with the fact that like, what, like, why? Like, why do we do this? But here's the deal. How? This is where I'm going to go crazy. And I don't want to go too far off of this because I want to cherish the beauty of this statement because I mm-hmm. think it's very true. But like in a country that has so much education 
and so much available information. Why are our mothers dying in childbirth more than any other industrialized country? Can you help me understand that? No, I think it, it doesn't make happen. any it doesn't make sense, sense at all. Yeah, it's. It, it, I don't even call it fascinating because it almost sounds like I'm enjoying it, but it's so confusing. But to that's me. where I think. Like, is it too much? It, it might be. Is it trying to solve too? Yeah. Because I, I don't know. Is I think maybe when the information's <clears throat> there and then you still can't deduce the right answer or you think you have the right answer and then mm-hmm. your little baby proves to you that it is completely not the right answer, that's when I probably the helplessness comes or you try to do something and you fail and you're like, why do I even keep trying? Because I'm yeah. just going to keep failing. Um, but I think we are set up in society to think, hey, if you're privileged enough, the information's there and you'll get it right. In motherhood, that it, it doesn't work. Yeah. It's not a logical that that statement does not compute in mm-hmm. motherhood. Yeah, and there's a couple things and I I think marriage and I think having a kid. Mm-hmm. You just there's only but so much you can actually prepare and that word is probably not even the right word because half the time it just doesn't go the way you think it's going to go. It's just something you literally have to jump in and experience, which is quite terrifying Mm -hmm. because I would think these two, we would need the most help. Yeah. But it, it is, it, there's really not much you can say to anybody because you don't know what that experience will be, how that baby will be like. You just have to experience it. You know, and I think the answer to this is connection. I know we say this all the time. Exactly. And meeting ourselves in this place where we're not showing up into these relationships acting like we know all the answers. Mm -hmm. We're not showing up like those moms she referenced in the past that looked like like our mothers or grandmothers that we remember being these like all-knowing sage women Mm -hmm. with like we show up as our imperfect authentic selves and say hey you know what we don't know either like Lindy and I I feel like we try to show up in the podcast and just basically say hey you do you because we don't have all the answers I have things that I we have experiences like there are times (laughs) where I make dinner and my kids will eat all of it. There are times where I make the exact same dinner mm-hmm. three nights later or a week later and nobody touches the thing. Yeah. If that is not a metaphor for motherhood, you have one kid who sleeps. You have one kid who doesn't sleep. You have one yeah. kid who learns to ride their bicycle at three. You have one that doesn't want to ride a bicycle until they're six. It's mm-hmm. just you can't put the same equation in with right. each kid and expect the same result. But we think we can read books and we think we can go yeah. to these play groups and our kids are going to hit milestones and they're going to be the same. Mm-hmm. And it does make us feel helpless. Yeah. But the word that struck me is the loneliness. Mm-hmm. And she didn't say she was alone. Yep. There were people around, I'm sure. But that loneliness, yeah. and I think that's where it ties into that connection and relationships that we just, we don't have the support yeah. for moms. Yep. Um, Motherhood's broken, y'all. We got to fix it ourselves, though. Yeah. So. Hi, my name is Megan, and I'm calling because I saw the post about what you would have wished people told you before you became a parent. And I think my number one thing as a mom is that if you want to be able to have time for yourself, hobbies for yourself, no one can love you like you can love you. So you're going to have to be deliberate and carve out that time. You're going to have to ask for it from your spouse. You're going to have to hire a sitter. You're going to have to put the baby down. For a nap, um, no one else is going to come and rescue you if you feel overwhelmed. It's up to you. So take care of yourself. That would be my number one comment. Thank you, guys. God, that's a Bye. good one. 
Hi, Therapy 101. Hi, Megan. <laughs> I would have loved to call everybody by their name. I know. I didn't know the other callers. Hi, Megan. Megan, Hi. I love this one. This is, I'm still, this is very much a work in progress for me. Oh, I think we just both learned this in like the last year probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is, this is a big one for me. I, I, I can do all the other questions. I, not well, but I, I, I feel like I've kind of mastered those. This one, this one is a hard one. Um. And I could get kind of defensive and say why it's hard for me and just that there's so much going on and that there's kids and putting mm-hmm. my foot down or asking for what I need um, is just never been a, a great, strong suit for me. I'm a me natural caregiver and, you know, <laughs> show up for other people. But I do know that when I do put myself first, I'm more present and more available for everybody else in my life. And I think that that's cheating. Because I think you're supposed to put yourself first for yourself. But I sometimes end up putting myself first because I know it benefits other people as well. And I think that that's how you ease into this. Hey, that's a start. Yeah, it's a start. (laughs) I don't think it's really the way. I think that that's like maybe progress. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that that's I think you're supposed to be able to put yourself first to put yourself first because you value yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's success. But see, and ma- ma- maybe the step you're missing is you do it, but you're saying you because you, what did you say? What were you, what did you say? I'm doing it because I know it's going to benefit other people in my life. But in order for you to benefit other people, you have to love and secu- be secure in yourself. I, I get it. So I do think that steps in there. You just don't. I'm just say not. That yeah. Step yet. See, but just, just recognizing it, like it. totally choosing yourself. Yeah. Totally oh, saying, gosh. hey, I, that's. Yeah, that's difficult for anybody, I'm, not just a mom. Because I think no, no I don't know. I think they're probably, We're probably some the dudes worst out there. Oh who yeah, are like, okay. hey, I'm gonna go poop for an hour, and I'm not gonna <laughs> worry about anybody else but myself. Pretty, sh- pretty sure there are people okay, yeah, out yeah, there yeah, like yeah. that. Oh, but us, as, us as moms, as it's, it's terribly hard. But here's the deal: we have to do it. Yeah, because honestly, and this is really terrible to say, but there aren't a whole lot of people that are going to do it for you like you've got mm-hmm. to love yourself yeah. I mean there are going to be people in your life that love you but mm-hmm. are they really going to show up in the way that hey I'm going to come watch your kids please go for yeah. a run they're going to be hopefully you can make some relationships like that in life but yeah. at the end of the day like really putting yourself first I think is the secret sauce yeah and also I'm trying to think if it was me I'm just not you're not always going to just literally insert yourself into somebody's life and just uh-huh. do the things yep. for them because mm-hmm. I want to know, well, wh- what do you need? And mm-hmm. yes, I know, like even like sometimes for a friendship, like I yeah. know something like I could just do something. Right. Yeah. But then there's other things. I'm not just going to like roll up in your home thinking you want this or want that. Or I so I do animals. think you really have to do it for yourself. If there's something you really want, we actually just had this conversation back there about Mother's Day. If there's something you would like for Mother's Day, you need to speak up and Uh do it. Yep. Put forth what you would like that day to look like. Mm -hmm. But if you have expectations, but you want to sit back and just let people, like you just think they're going to know what you need and do. They're not. They're not. So if you need and you want the time, you say, Mm -hmm. I'd like to fit this in Mm -hmm. this week. This is what I would like to do. What does that look like with the schedule? What do we need to do to make it happen? Because you can do it. Nobody is ever going to know or love you as much as you know and you could potentially love you. That is like truly what I'm working on in life right now. It's really hard. It's I think that's so like a lifelong hard. journey. It it might be. I think. I mind, don't think you're gonna master that next month. Slow. <laughs> but I do think it's pretty rad. 
once you start putting the pieces together mm-hmm. to realize your life will continue and everybody will survive if mm-hmm. you carve out time for yourself. Yeah. And we don't have to automatically leap to like those weekend trips that you yep. took pre-kid. Mm-hmm. Very, very small things, mm-hmm. little things yep. that you could fit into a day and work up to mm-hmm. what, you know, what yeah. you need and would like on a weekly or monthly or yeah. basis. You know, we're doing start small. First weekend away from my children ever is this weekend. It's a work trip, quote unquote work trip. Um, but I think it's Megan's first weekend away since she mm-hmm. had kids. I don't. I think Lauren's only gone away for one night. Yeah. Um, you and Matt go I away have, sometimes. But my youngest is now seven. Yeah. And I think other than April, I yeah. have kind of like the oldest youngest kid right because megan's are still little and lauren's and then years so yeah yeah i wasn't going away for weeks or weekends really at that little moments like shopping trips to target or asking hey you know what maybe your mother-in-law is coming over and normally you guys just hang out and like parent together Mm -hmm. no you know what if she's capable of watching your kids it's okay not to be there for her too. I know that was a big mm-hmm. thing in my life is like, I felt like I had to be present from like my in-laws or whoever was coming over like family wise. Like I had to be there too. Mm-hmm. But then I started realizing that they were completely sufficient. And honestly, they're probably just there to see the grandkids or the family anyways. So I mm-hmm. just, you know, I yeah. use that time to sometimes like even just take a shower or go do <laughs> a random task that I want to do that is on my list because that's self-care too. Yeah. And it honestly, it took Matt and I, what, six kids uh-huh. to realize that, no, we both need to, don't need to be standing in the bathroom doing bath time. Yeah. We don't both need to be doing this. Yeah. Um, and so therein lies some time where, hey, if you're tackling this. I can take that 45 minutes, 30 minutes if I wanted to read or take a shower by myself, which that you're entitled Mm -hmm. to a shower every day. That's not self-care. I'm not saying that. But if that's what you would like to do, sit in the bath, go for a walk, um, you can find that little time in your day. But I think the biggest thing that I've started to realize is nobody's going to come rescue you. Like nobody is going to come show up and say, no, this is your time. You need to go love yourself. Put yourself first. And as much as I waited for that to happen for years at this yeah. point i'm starting to realize that like you actually have to do you it so have to make it happen. i love megan's comment um because you guys are worth it and just remember that like mm-hmm. you're worth making those decisions for yourself it so. does it makes me a better a better mom better human and we're back to and what it how it benefits other people <laughs> <laughs> hi my name is abby i just want to say that the piece of advice that i wish i was told before i became a mother uh, is that vacations will never be the same. <laughs> um, that I wish, uh, no, and knowing that I would have taken more trips alone with my husband before bringing them on. They are very different now and harder, but still worth it. But I would have liked to have traveled more alone. Um, that is something I wish I would have known before becoming a mom. Though I love being a mom. <laughs> Okay. Bye. Oh, oh Abby. Abby. She's oh, right jinx. on. We have a way different, like, I got married young, had kids 25. Mm-hmm. She was all over the world. Yeah. So we, so we <laughs> went around the world before we had kids. It was something my husband wanted to do. Um, he wanted to do it, I think, to travel before he had kids because he knew what Abby mm-hmm. was talking about. Um, but he also told me it was going to make me a better mother, which, of course, it did, seeing all the different ways people parent around the world. But... Um, so I don't use the word vacation anymore. Um, 
What's maybe your word? maybe I'll use Nashville as our trip. No, that that's a that, that could that, be a. I mean, it's that's it's technically probably a vacation. Maybe yeah. I don't know, but um, I just think it's mothering in a different place. It's parenting in a different place. I call them experiences. Experiences. <laughs> That's such a positive way of looking at it. <laughs> Guys, they're terrible. It's the- like, I mean, I'm mean, call it, call it what it is. Like, I am sure there are people <laughs> out there with one or two kids and it's a wonderful experience. I have yet to experience that. I know I can look back on like beach trip last year pictures and I just mm-hmm. did. And I have wonderful, warm that's what I was gonna say. feelings about you, it. You find the one that's like, okay. This is actually a bit relaxing. And for us, it's your, your own kids house, are older. your own house, and it's near a beach. Yes. And your kids are older. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's the only one that felt a little bit like you're not dealing with a hotel or. I've never done a hotel. <laughs> we recently never. went to DC. Like, just like all the walking in the metro. Like, no. there's just different experiences in your life. So, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot of yeah. advice other than set really, really low expectations and then hopefully they will be surpassed, which is terrible advice but like the ocean the ocean will try to eat your children like it it literally in my brain it comes alive and it tries to consume my children whole now it has not succeeded yet which is really great um but there's sand everywhere like last night nathan was eating cheetos or no 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 cheese it's in our bed and he got crumbs in the bed and eric got so angry and he looked at his father and goes how is this any different than the beach when there's like buckets of sand in the bed and eric's like because the beach is one week a year so it's miserable for it's miserable for everyone um but you know i mean if you have the privilege i mean i've started to try to figure out little things to make it better um I like Walmart order with like the daily groceries because that's just how I find peace is continuing to buy snacks on vacation. Yeah. So we go, for those of you who have not listened to the podcast, Eric has is very sentimental to this 900, I think it's 845 square foot of condo that has been part of his childhood. We have six children guys. Literally the family room kitchen area is probably five by five. Like it is terrible and it's has a balcony and it's right on the beach and you could, uh, it's just, it's all a bunch of stuff. Anyways, how I survive is that with the Walmart groceries that I deliver every day, because Mm -hmm. I feel like snacks make my life get better. Me and the children, I'll get a toy or something as well, which Mm -hmm. helps. Um, But I've also started to hire like, food experience nights so yeah. instead of going out to dinner which is always super expensive mm-hmm. we had a chef come in last year which was we also rented the house next door so that's where the space was actually available <laughs> because i have to bring my parents too because six kids and the ocean eating them is just mm-hmm. too much for me um but we yeah. had like a sushi night we had a hibachi night and honestly cost wise it's the same as taking everybody and a little bit more but the kids can go to bed like it's yeah. just it's great yeah yeah, we really didn't. When my kids were younger, the only vacation we would do, we would go with my parents to the beach. And I still yeah. have pictures. It started when I was pregnant with Lennox. Okay. So we've been almost every year. Lately, we haven't been every year. But it's we would go and I, it just it got more and more stuff. I mean, I would travel with jumpers and mm-hmm. bouncers. And yeah. then I had multiple kids that were in cribs at the same time because I had six kids in seven years. So most of those were either mm-hmm. filled. Somebody got an ear infection. Uh-huh. Um, I hardly slept because you're in a different place mm-hmm. with a baby. Most of those I had a nursing infant. Um, and it really, it just, I woke up most mornings probably in the worst mood possible. Mm-hmm. So I probably need to apologize at some point. But um, 
That's what they were. It's hard, guys. It's so, so, it's so hard. hard. And you but can there are say ways. no. We said yeah. no to other things. We did as we had a couple more kids. We're like, you know what? That It's just not. It's not going to be mm-hmm. even remotely positive. And so we chose mm-hmm. not to do it, knowing that we could do it, you know, a couple yeah. years down the road. There are hacks, though. So if you do mm-hmm. want to reach out, Latch Mama Love Group, drop some of your where you're going Ooh. vacation ideas in yes. there because there are very, very simple things that can make a day or two here or there easier or an hour or whatever. Yeah. But I am 11 years into motherhood and I have yet to be able to sit on a beach again and read a book. So I'm hoping maybe this summer and that is with additional help as well. So lower set expectations for beach trips. Enjoy it when you have one or two, if you continue having children, uh, you know, but I have a lot of plane hacks. I have a lot of vacation hacks. I have a lot of things that I have learned um, that I feel like could be helpful. So maybe we'll do a whole podcast on that, but I think it's true. And as miserable as the trip is, I promise you take the pictures and you will look back on it mm-hmm. months later and you will not feel as bad as you are because you will sleep again. You will get home. People will get back on yeah. routines. Life will go back to normal and you actually will probably look back at the pictures fondly. Yeah. But it's not always great when you're in the, in it. Hi, my piece of advice for anyone entering parenthood would be to communicate and express your feelings and how you feel about who, what, when, and where, uh, you know, sees you at the hospital, who's there, when people are going to come visit you and see your baby for the first time. Uh, the last thing you want to do is upset anybody and deal with hurt feelings and a newborn after you get home from the hospital. It would have made a world of difference for us. I know that. Uh, and yes, I'm sitting here pumping and nursing uh, my new second baby in my latched mama sweatshirt. So that's oh. the pump you hear. Um, yeah, I just started laughing when like the first sentence was learn how to express your thoughts and feelings. If you guys can master that prior to even having a baby, this situation that Megan's talking about, amongst other things, mm-hmm. will become easier. I had no idea how to yeah, do it. Yeah, but you know what? There's an aspect that I swear happens to your brain that mm-hmm. I couldn't even put into words. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I needed. I didn't yep. know what was going on in my brain. I, I literally had no clue. And yeah. there was really no one that could help me unless I could figure that out. Yeah. Um. And I think it got a little bit better with each kid mm-hmm. um, because you kind of know what you might need. But mm-hmm. that first one was a really tough one for me. Yeah. I don't think there's anything I could have done to figure it out prior. Yeah. Here's the deal. Like my two cents on this whole thing is nothing matters but you and that baby and the health of yours, like your health, the baby's health. You can throw in that partner as a number three down there or your other kids as well. But outside of that bubble, you are responsible to no one else's feelings. Nobody else's feelings. I don't care if they are planning on dropping off food, if they are helping with another child, if they are doing whatever. You are not responsible for anybody else's feelings but your own and that new baby. Yeah. Agreed. Like. 100%. Slam the door, shut the door, drop the mic, do whatever. Like, you're done. Like. And it's so much harder. that's so hard to do. Especially for your first one. I feel like by the time you're at like two, three, four or more, you're just like whatever. But that first one, that's hard. Any change is hard. And that's a huge change because it feels so 
guilty. It feels yeah. so selfish, uh-huh. but it's a hundred percent okay. Yeah, and the people that uh, that matter are going to understand if you do it gently. Maybe set those expectations prior to the baby arriving. So people know when they'll get to meet your baby. I know there are so many articles and so many blog posts written about COVID and actually people on the other side of it are now having babies again. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I almost just wish we could go back minus the anxiety of the COVID time to the fact that I didn't have to share my baby. Nobody could come see my baby. Nobody could come Mm -hmm. see me. And it was actually really nice to get those couple weeks in or, you know, that time period where it was just me and my baby. If people are dropping you off food, there is no responsibility. You have no responsibility to entertain people. Put a Mm -hmm. cooler on your front porch. Yeah. You know, I mean, ask for what you need, but realize that you matter and your feelings matter. Um, and the most mm-hmm. important thing is that you're bonding with that baby. Yeah. And I, th- I think it can be difficult because we, we do. I mean, there's, there are days that you'd really do feel lonely and you mm-hmm. want that connection. Yep. But I think if you keep the ball in your court and you say, I will absolutely let you know what I need and yeah. you have the confidence to do that. And maybe yeah. you do want some company one day and mm-hmm. say, hey, I'd love you. Could you stop by for an hour? Just be specific yeah. with what you would like and what you need. But I think we go back to where we started this podcast with the fact that there's this expectation that it's going to be this beautiful experience mm-hmm. and this expectation that your doting, grandpa- your doting grandmas are going to you know, come walking in the door with balloons and flowers and everybody's going to celebrate you and the baby and you're going to feel great and so happy. And honestly, I hope that happens for people and I hope that happens for everybody mm-hmm. who listens to this. But I think that for every story that that happens, there's another story on the flip side where it wasn't the magical birth and yeah. suddenly you're putting a smile on your face and you're discounting your own feelings for the sake of others. And honestly, if you start that an hour or two postpartum, it's just natural. We're all going to continue that. And I think that that's just what happens in motherhood is that we start putting everybody else's feelings before our own. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly we look back years later and say, holy cow, where did I go? Like, where are my feelings? Where were my needs in those situations? Um, So don't feel bad if that's where you end up like in those moments where Mm -hmm. you discount yours because it's easier and it's simpler in the moment (laughs) because I've been doing that for years, you know, and I mean, it is sometimes easier, but at the same time, you know, just knowing that you matter and knowing that in those moments, what you need is more important than what anybody else Mm -hmm. needs. And I do, I think that's what she was getting at is talking about it prior Mm -hmm. because I do think if you can talk about it prior with your partner Mm -hmm. they can be almost that like postpartum home doula and can advocate for you as well when you maybe can't figure out what you need or want right then and I think that there's no harm if you can get yourself there and it's very hard very pregnant but if you can get yourself to play out those a b c d e f like actual processes in your head of hey Mm -hmm. you know what plan a is that this plays out beautifully and that i am i feel great afterwards baby's healthy i'm healthy everything's great this is plan a plan b is you know maybe baby does need to spend some time in the NICU or maybe i do have a c-section and what is what does it look like in terms of you know family in that way Mm -hmm. and it's so interesting because i think naturally 
you know, the more quote unquote drama or the more interventions or the more issues there are with the childbirth, the more people want to be around us and love us and build us up and make Mm -hmm. sure we, but sometimes I think some of those things make us want to retreat more and just make sure that we're okay. And the baby's okay. And it's a really, really hard line to walk. Um, but just remember that you matter and your needs matter and there's no right or wrong in this situation, you know? So those were so wonderful. Can yeah. we do a call we in need again? To do more call-ins. Yeah. Hope really you guys enjoyed it. this. Um, we will post another question soon. Um, so call in yeah. um, and be featured on the podcast. Thanks guys. Bye.